Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. If you've been listening to Beating Cancer Daily, I know you are a fan of my special guest today. And if you've never heard an episode with Jackie Bryan, I am so happy to introduce you to my functional medicine expert. She's an RN, a certified health coach, a certified nutrition specialist, a whole health educator, and just such a phenomenal human being. Jackie, Brian, welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Thank you, Saren. That's such a nice introduction. I appreciate all your love. I feel it. <laughs> Can you imagine if I followed you around and I just said that to every person in your path? <laughs> oh, my hands to blow up. It just feels so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I could keep going. At the epicenter of our second research study, she does our health builder workshops every month live on Zoom. You have to attend our health builder workshops. But Jackie, I know we've been talking about this topic and I really want to bring it to the forefront. I want you to tell me about probiotics. I think I'm supposed to take them, but they have lots of different Latin or Greek names that I just want to understand what I'm supposed to be taking, when I'm supposed to be taking them. Oh, it is confusing. I agree with you. But I will say that probiotics are really something that people need to take notice of. It's pretty important, you know, especially if someone's interested in supporting their immune function or even decreasing their risk of disease. And if we can build it into a part of our daily routine, it doesn't have to be an actual supplement. I think that's what you were thinking, right? If if it it doesn't have to be an actual supplement, there's certain types of fermented foods that can act act as a supplement, and we'll talk about that today. That's amazing because I know I see all these things that say probiotics, and then there's other kinds of biotics, but some are refrigerated, some aren't refrigerated, some are live culture, some are not live culture. So, just please demystify all of this for us. I know it's confusing, isn't it? And and I think with all this information out there and the media, we're probably sitting there figuring, trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. I, I think it might be helpful to just start off really understanding what a probiotic is. I think that might be a good place for us to start. And if you have an aversion to bugs, I'm sorry. <laughs> But I will say that probiotics are actually live bacteria or a yeast. They're, they're microorganisms. They naturally line your digestive tract and, and they can support your body's ability to absorb nutrients and even fight infection by supporting your immune function. So it's kind of cool and pretty important. Well, it could be kind of gross too, but <laughs> it sounds like there's good bugs and bad bugs. Yeah, absolutely. I bugs in general have gotten a bad rap, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I do. I, I don't think, you know, just because we talk about bugs, we think of the, you know, a cockroach or we think 
bugs that are, but these are different kind of bugs. And I think understanding why we need them maybe will make people treat them more like they're nice little pets that they need to take care of inside their body rather than these bugs we want to squish on the floor. I'm assuming that we should have billions of them. We have billions of them. We sure do. So I think understanding the probiotics are alive. They're that bacteria or yeast, but understanding why we, we need them. Probiotics are really important for maintaining the health of your microbiome. And microbiome is really what you're talking about. We have billions of them, right? So there's about a hundred trillion bacteria all over your body. They're in your mouth, they're on your skin, they're on in your eyelids, they're in your intestinal tract. I mean, they're all over your body. Some estimates are saying that for every one of our human cells, we have 10 microbial cells. And if I, if I were to take you, Saren, and scrape all the bugs off of you, which I know sounds totally gross, but if I were to do that, it would weigh anywhere from three to five pounds of bugs. Okay. <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. It's like horrible. No, but that is a buzzword you said. I remember life before the word microbiome. There was a whole universe and now it's everywhere. It's even on food, like helps your microbiome. It's, it is the buzzword. It, it's a buzzword. And, you know, as a 20 year breast cancer survivor for myself and you, how many years for you, Saren? Well, 30 since I was misdiagnosed, 24 since I was diagnosed and 20 let's see, 21, 22 since I was cancer-free, 21 since I'm cancer-free. Yeah. So, I mean, I really care about my immune system and I'm, I'm sure that you do. And, and many of your listeners do to this podcast, especially those that, that have cancer or love somebody with cancer, our immune system is incredibly important. And the microbiome is intimately connected with our immune system researchers actually call it this sort of complicated, complex ecosystem that's in our digestive tract. Now there, there's again, bacteria all over your body, but for purposes of what we're talking about today, I'm talking more about probiotics and how they feed the bacteria that's actually in your digestive tract. And, and this is not a microbiome podcast, but in, in order to understand probiotics, I think we need to understand just a teeny bit about the importance of microbiome. And if I can just say it has critical functions in your body, it's important for digestion, it's important for hormones, your nervous system, your immune system, even our moods. There are some practitioners that call probiotics psychobiotics. Wow, that's crazy because I've heard the gut referred to as the second brain. Mm -hmm. So that's probably how that mood thing comes in, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it, the, the second brain has, which is your gut, it has as many nerves as the brain in your head. It just can't balance a checkbook, you know, so it's, it's, it's not Wait, able can to... you balance a checkbook? Who has a checkbook anymore? <laughs> this is how old I am. I still have a checkbook. So just a quick overview of microbiome. It actually started the day that you were born. 
right? You took the you took the trip down the vaginal canal of your mom. You picked up the bacteria along the way, and that bacteria largely formed your microbiome by the age of three. Uh, and this is what we continue to nourish with our nutrition. And it's something we really want to care about because we know that there's certain lifestyle behaviors that can damage our microbiome, not getting enough probiotics or even fermented foods in our diet, lots of stress, too much alcohol, processed foods, and, you know, even just any of the unhealthy lifestyle behaviors, you know, too much alcohol, not enough sleep, you know, any of those really play a, a significant role in hurting our microbiome. And then in my case and yours, let's throw a little chemo into the picture. And then we're really challenging the microbiome. So probiotics are important to support the microbiome because the microbiome plays such a big role in our immune function and overall health and well-being. I hope that summed it up okay. Yeah, I actually am allergic to antibiotics, but I remember that when I was given them before they really realized that I was allergic, my body was just wrecked. My gut health was just destroyed after antibiotics. Well, when I'm working with people, you know, on the intake form, I ask them, were you born via cesarean or vaginally? And they think I'm super nosy. <laughs> and it's not because I'm super nosy. It's because I want to understand how their world started. What was their microbiome like? Because a baby born via cesarean section actually misses that trip down the vaginal canal and doesn't pick up that important bacteria that makes up their microbiome. Now, there are doctors that are delivering babies via cesarean section now that are swabbing the babies with the, the vaginal secretions of the mom to help with the, the bacteria. But it is an important thing to think about, right, is, is how do we start off in this world, right? And then the second question is how much or how often did you take antibiotics as a child and even a young adult? Because that's certainly a concern as well. I had the blood factor where my my mom and I were competing blood and I was given antibiotics right at birth. She was given antibiotics right at birth so that there was some form of us not rejecting each other. And so I had RH negative. Yes. So yeah. I had was dosed with antibiotics before I even got here. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a concern how we came into the world. But the other thing that we all need to think about, so say we all had a vaginal birth and we haven't had a lot of antibiotics and we're just flying along through life for doing great. But another concern is that we used to get plenty of probiotics in our diet from eating fish foods, from, from good soil, and also from fermenting foods to keep them from spoiling. So that's really how we got our probiotics. But today, a lot of our food is ultra processed, overly prepared, it's grown and it's stored. And a lot of it contains little to no probiotics. Some places and manufacturers soak their foods in chlorine, and some of the foods are injected or contain antibiotics. And we've seen that with some of our meats. And that can actually hurt the, the good bacteria in our body. And so while the intent, right? So while I'm making this sound like a horror movie <laughs> by saying this, 
the intent of the manufacturers certainly to keep our environment sanitized, right? It's they're trying to keep us safe. And, and while I appreciate that, that is something that is hurting our microbiome. So we need to find ways to not only choose the proper foods, but also support our microbiome in a way by just steering clear of some of those foods that, that contain the chemicals that hurt us. When I think of a food group associated with probiotics, the first thing that comes to mind, well, I'm curious if you're listening, what you're thinking of, but I was going to say yogurt. Yeah, the yogurt. And some yogurts are better than others, right? The yogurts that have lots of sugar in them or, you know, maybe yogurts that have aspartame in them, I would say, maybe those aren't the best ones to choose, but ones that are unsweetened. I always like organic because again, some of the, the dairy that we see in our, our world today has been treated with, you know, some sort of an antibiotic or something. So we want to be, and even growth hormones, right? So we want to be cautious with, with those, but other foods, I don't know if you've ever had kombucha and kombucha is great. I I always like to look at the label of my kombucha and make sure I like it being made with fruit juice instead of the cane sugar. So wait, I've seen kombucha tea. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. And if you read it, it's super fun. Like if you read it, it makes it sound like this really high tech drink, but it, you know, talks about all the cultures that are in it. And, you know, everybody needs to remember these are alive, right? So they have a a date that they're put together, right? So it has a date that the the product was bottled, but it will also have an expiration date, right? Because just like people, bacteria die, right? So you don't want to be eating a bunch of dead bugs, right? Because that would be gross. (laughs) (laughs) but really just just making sure that you look at the labels other foods are things like tempeh and kefir kimchi have you ever had kimchi i'm not a huge fan of fermented foods and that's why i really wanted to have this discussion with you because for some reason apple cider vinegar and these fermented foods just really they they don't sit well in my mouth and then they upset my stomach. So I'm not sure why, but I've never, ever had a taste for them. So I'm so curious what else I can do besides the typical fermented foods. And a lot of the foods that you're saying, aren't they more from Asian culture? Is that why there are so many pickled things? Well, not not always. I mean, sauerkraut, wine, I'm not asking people to go start drinking heavily to get their fermented <laughs> fermented liquids in them. But there are fermented foods that you can choose. You can also get certain foods that are supplemented with probiotics. And that's, but again, you really need to be an informed consumer as to where these foods are coming from. And I think it's important to, to understand what you're having the food for, like, what are the health benefits? You know, some people that are dealing with digestive issues, right? So they might be constipated or have diarrhea or irritable bowel, or maybe somebody that's taken antibiotics recently. So my daughter was on an antibiotic for a ear infection and I had her having yogurt every day just to keep the bacterial levels, you know, even in her body so that, so those weren't going to kill it off. Just a question about yogurt, Jackie. 
there's so many plant-based yogurts now, and some of them are saying live cultures, probiotics. Can you get the same impact from a plant-based yogurt that you would from a traditional dairy yogurt? Yes. You just have to read the label and you have to make sure that it's got the cultures in it. And, and I always suggest that you get it from a variety of sources and not just one place, right? Because if you think about your internal ecosystem, that microbiome, the goal is to have diversity in the strains that are in there, not just, not just one or two strains. It's better to have, you know, 400 different strains if you can. And the the sad part in our country is we used to have a greater diversity of microbiome in our bodies, but because of the ultra processed foods and the way that things are chemicalized and uh, we're, we actually have lost some bacteria that we don't even see in this country. If you go to a third world country, those people may have that, but we don't because we're very clean. We're, you know, and I, and I think often about all the hand sanitizer we used during COVID. And, you know, I think about, you know, the hit that our microbiome may have taken during that period of time, but, you know, the kids don't go out on the playground as much. They're more on their devices now. So they're not getting that same diversity the other piece we're seeing a reduced diversity of microbiome is the the obese population. And they've actually studied the microbiome of people that are overweight and they've compared the microbiome of the overweight people to people that are lean and fit. And those people that are lean and fit have greater microbial diversity than those that are overweight. And so researchers don't 100% know why, but they do know that diversity is a good thing. And so that's one of the reasons that I talk about, let's get different varieties in because it, we know that that microbiome is very important in reducing inflammation in the body and, and helping with absorption and, and healing our digestive tract. And, and it even helps with that gut brain regulation, that communication you were talking about, that second brain, right? Just back to the study you were talking about, I actually heard about a study where they took the microbiome of athletes and they put that microbiome into obese people and they actually had more success losing weight once they had the microbiome from healthier more fit athletic people. And again, I'm sure they did a placebo effect where they studied people that thought they had it. But if I remember correctly, it was actually a successful weight loss project. I, I don't have the facts on that study, but what I can tell you that it's been studied for is obesity doing just what you're saying. They call it a fecal transplant, not to be tried at home. <laughs> Yeah, right. exactly. so, <laughs> so it is a fecal transplant and there are companies that are manufacturing pills right now that will do it. The FDA has approved fecal transplants for C. diff, which is clostridium, clostridium difficile, which is chronic diarrhea that happens in the elderly. And one of the things they found is when they transfer the healthy microbiome from someone that doesn't have chronic diarrhea into somebody with C. diff, their diarrhea gets better. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. And they're testing it on everything from diabetes to heart disease. They're trying it on all different types of diseases, which I think is extraordinary. And obesity falls into that category. So it definitely does. But one thing just you got me thinking about it when you said, I just don't like the fermented foods. And if you are, 
you know, you have an aversion to the fermented foods because I'm a food first girl. Like I really like to have people get their nutrients in their food. But if you if you, you're not able to get the the right food sources or you don't like certain foods, supplements can be an option. They can be something for us to consider. And do so, you want them from the refrigerator section or can you just pull them off the shelf? Because I thought they were better if they actually were refrigerated. Do you have a feeling about that? That's, that's such a good question. And the answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the manufacturer. You know, when someone's looking at a supplement, the supplement can actually contain individual strains or combinations of strains. And the effect of the product or whatever product you're buying will will vary depending upon who's making it. And, And so there are some populations of people that may have adverse reactions to probiotics. And I I have a couple of clients that have tried to take them and they've had an upset stomach from them. And so it might not be a a good match for certain people, but you can actually, if you've got a good practitioner, they can figure out, maybe we'll start them with this one strain and not multiple strains. But when you look at the supplement, you'll see on the bottle, it says CFU, it's called colony forming units. And that's the amount of probiotic that's in one serving. And, and that's an important thing for people to, to understand, like, what is the goal of the probiotic and, you know, why are you taking it? So if you took it, if you were taking something after having a course of antibiotics, there's certain probiotics that may be better for that type of treatment. So just grabbing something off the shelf, I don't think is the best way to go. I think it's important to really understand why you you need the product. And, and in answer to your question about refrigeration, there are shelf stable products that don't require refrigeration, but they might be heat sensitive, right? So you, you don't need to keep them in the fridge, but they, you don't want to get them hot because remember, these are alive, right? They're, they're pretty important. In terms of taking them, I know that when I start at a lower dose and build up, to a higher dose, I have less stomach issues than when I just take a massive dose and just go, okay, I'm going to start doing probiotics. That's one thing. And then the second thing is just acidophilus versus bifidophilus. Those are the two I remember. (laughs) Well, there's like 500 different strains or regular, like there, you'll see those in your yogurts and things like that, but then you'll see some different strains in your kombuchas. So again, getting a variety is really important. There's a great resource, the International Scientific Association for Probiotics and Prebiotics. And that would be a really wonderful place for you to start just, just to learn about them. I think what might be helpful is you know, thinking about the the one, two, threes of getting a probiotic, the the first would be know your source. So for example, I have a online dispensary that I prescribe for my clients and I know their standards. I know how the, the product is stored and that makes me feel comfortable, right? Because there's really no way that you're going to know when you buy something at the store, if the bugs are alive or dead. You're, you're just not going to know. So it's really important to know to know the source. 
I think the other piece is knowing the strains, have a practitioner that can identify which strain would be best for you. I had a, a client recently that was on an antibiotic and I gave her a probiotic that was really specific for post-antibiotic use, right? I mean, it's, and that was, that was helpful for her. The other thing for people to look at is those colony forming units. And that's the unit to measure the number of active organisms that are in it. And it, it's interesting because the CFU is the, the CFU, that colony forming unit is the number of live organisms that exist at the time that you take the probiotic, not when it's manufactured. So they put that into the equation, like they, they bottle it. And by the time it gets to you, that's how many you should be consuming. But if that expiration date goes by, you're not going to want to keep taking that because that's just basically taking some some dead bugs or if it wasn't stored properly. So say you order something from you know Amazon and it comes in and it, it wasn't refrigerated and it felt very hot, there's a good chance that those bacteria aren't going to be viable and they're not going to give you the... You know what I'm doing when we get off this? I'm going to literally go to my refrigerator and my cupboard and throw out all my expired probiotics, Jackie. But wait, you said a word prebiotics. What is that? What is that? That's our next podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger, people. We are now in a biotic cliffhanger. Yes, yes. So probiotics are alive. They're that bacteria and yeast. If you think of them as the seed, right? Prebiotics are the fertilizer. And so you need both of them. And so with probiotics, they are alive and they eat. And what do they eat? They eat fiber and they eat prebiotic foods, things like asparagus and nuts and certain healthy foods that are going to feed that bacteria. And one of the things I like to share with people, and I think it's just amazing nature and the way our body is, is that the prebiotics are naturally in the really good for you foods, <laughs> right? They're in the healthy foods, which is just what we want, right? Is there a way to take this? Like, should you take prebiotics a certain way or probiotics a certain way with food, without food, an hour after food? How do you know when to actually ingest all this stuff? Oh, that's such a good question. So prebiotics you take whenever, right? But but we're trying to get those probiotics all the way through that intestinal tract. That's a 30 foot long tube that, you know, it's a long journey and they've got to go through lots of different areas of the intestinal tract. So in answer to your question, to get to the last five feet of the colon, it is important to take the probiotic. I usually recommend 20 to 30 minutes before you eat. And the reason for that is some believe that it can improve the survival rate going through the, the, the stomach acid. But what other researchers agree are that consistency is key, taking it at the right time. If you just can't do it 20 to 30 minutes before, but you take it five minutes before your breakfast, you'll still get some of the benefits from it. But consistency is, is important. You know, that question of with food, without food, it, it, with our rush society, that's not always easy. I take mine about 10 minutes before I have my breakfast and I take it in the morning. I, I would re recommend taking it first thing in the morning. And I think that's that's probably the most beneficial and way that you can be consistent and, and remember to take it. 
So not multiple times a day, just once? You could take it just once. It really depends on why you're taking it. And I think, you know, you're all unique. <laughs> you know, we, we're all different in what our, our needs are. And it could be that we're, we have a gut issue. We might need to take it more often or take two different strains or two different, you know, products, or it could be that we're just taking it to keep and our microbiome healthy and supported. So it really depends on when you're taking it. I just take one a day in the morning prior to to breakfast. When you say one a day, so that's in addition to eating all of this fermented food? Yes. And I do. I drink kombucha. I do plant-based yogurts. I like fermented foods. I'm not a big wine drinker, but I, I enjoy it. And, you know, it, it really, it is a bit of an acquired taste and, and I enjoy, I enjoy some of those, but, but again, it's not for, you know, in even unpasteurized pickles, if you like pickles, you could, you know, do that. I used to like that with a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> can I give you, can I give you the biggest, grossest yuck that I had this week? Okay. So we were out the Hamptons visiting friends and I went to one of these really whooshy, whooshy, healthy roadside stores and I saw in the refrigerator section, sea moss. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it caught my eye. And I was like, sea moss? What's that? I kid you not, Jackie, it was $32 for a bottle of sea moss. And I wasn't going to do it. But it, the sell job on the bottle was so good. They should have put on the bottle $32 of the most disgusting thing you could ever taste in your life. So I made I made my husband try it first. And literally, he forced himself to have it because it cost $32. So we are going to consume every drop of this bottle of CBOS because it was $32. I don't, it should have been gold moss. I don't know. But what is sea moss, Jackie? Should we be taking it? It said it was like that, the gold standard of probiotic. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be recommending sea moss. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know enough about that particular product. I know it, you know, it may have been fermented in some way. You can ferment pretty much anything. And, and once it's you know, you can, you can ferment carrots and you can ferment all different types of things. And if you do that, then it's going to have the the live active cultures and it might taste better than the sea moss. So that might be something to, to give a try. I, I did want to mention a population of people that probably shouldn't supplement with probiotics. Is that all right? By kind of, I, I think it's important to just mention that probiotics, I'm I'm talking a lot about the, the benefits, the health benefits, the immune system, the gut health, but there are situations where people that may be immunocompromised, either from a disease like cancer, or even being on chemotherapeutic agents or some other immunological agent medication that could suppress their immune function. I think it's really important that you run taking any probiotic by your medical team. That's really important important because that is something that if you are immunocompromised and you are taking something that is alive, it could possibly cause either the growth of something that you don't want. And that's, that would be really important to, to be sure that you were approaching 
your own unique situation the right way and whether or not probiotics are a good fit for you. That's actually an incredible point because I know my stomach was so wrecked from chemotherapy and my instincts would be, oh, I'm going to heal my gut. I'm going to really do a regimen of probiotics. So just to stress that anybody should run any suggestion that we're ever talking about on this podcast by their medical team, because it's just safe and they should know what you're doing at all time. I also love you, Jackie, and I know that you have a private practice and anybody that's interested in having your expertise helping with their medical plan, with their medical team, you're such a great asset to to the process of not only going through cancer, but just living in a really healthy, conscious way. So I know Jackie would never say that and tout herself, but I can tell you I have untold amounts of friends and listeners to this podcast who have contacted you privately and do work with you just to stay as healthy as possible. And what you did in our research study for not only the gut health, but the immune health of all of our patients was just pretty astounding. So thank you for all that you do to keep us all so healthy and so wise. I'm so glad I showed up today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a joke for you, but I just want to make sure that you've, you've said everything that you feel like you want to say in this episode. It's so much information, but just want to make sure that I, I didn't interrupt you so many times that you weren't able to really get across what you wanted to get across in the limited time that we have. I think the most important, and thank you for saying that, you didn't interrupt me at all. I love coming and chatting with you, but I will say that the most important thing is that we're all unique. And while we hear in the media and you hear here on the podcast, some awesome recommendations, you need to make sure that they're a good fit for you in your own situation. And that's really what I do in my practice. As you said, I I build programs that are good fit for people's lives and what's good for one person may not be good for the other. So, but put probiotics on your radar. I think people should have probiotics on your radar, ask questions. That's where you're going to get all the information, be an advocate for your health. You deserve it. And, you know, take care of those bugs. They're your little pets. (laughs) (laughs) I do love the episode that you did on poop health. (laughs) I I just think if you haven't heard Jackie's episode on poop, you've got to go into the search engine and type in poop under the Beating Cancer Daily podcast and definitely listen to that episode. It was so fascinating. But Jackie, I do have a joke for you. This is our tradition. You ready? I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Have you heard about the rising political tensions between yogurt and penicillin? No. One side is probiotic and the other is antibiotic. Very cute. Very cute. (laughs) I didn't write it, but I thought it was really cute. (laughs) Well, Jackie, it's always great talking to you. And 
for anybody who has been listening to Beating Cancer Daily, you know every episode is so different. Some are funny, some are jam-packed, fact-based like the one that we just heard with Jackie. We have the beautiful episodes with Missy Hall, the comedian who's actually going through cancer treatment. And then some are just tips and strategies for getting through every part of your cancer journey and survivorship. So please listen to many episodes. And if you'd love to contact Jackie, you can go to JackieBryan.com. It's a fun spelling. So if you can't find her, just go to ComedyCures.org, hit the record button and leave me a message or go to the contact section and write me a note and we will get you in touch with Jackie Bryan. And if you just want to tell us how you're using probiotics or what you've discovered that isn't yucky that I can try, (laughs) I would love your suggestions. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you loved today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to comedycures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is. It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.